sure that they, there were more than four downs run, so they may have See, run five downs. Instead of the game being over, it appears that the Redskins get the fifth down. And the cat is elusive. He's brought walking. The cat. He's walking to the three. He's at the two. Fielding the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. Snap, placement, kick by Hartley, and it is. It is good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Pigs have flown. Hell is frozen over. The Saints are on their way to the Super Bowl. Welcome to the Fifth Down, brought to you by the Enemy of the Good Podcast Network. I'm the captain, and with me today is Tootsie. Say hey, Tootsie. Hey, Tootsie. All right, week 13 of the NFL down. Uh, we're coming to you a little late this week. Uh, sorry about that. But hey, we didn't forget, right? Life life has its things. So, uh, so yeah. we'll hit you up with a quick uh, score recap for the week. Um, I know most of y'all are already moving on to week 14, but, um, you know, the uh, Indianapolis 26, Houston 20. Uh, it was a close game, but, you know, n- Houston almost pulled it out. You know, not having Will Fuller uh, probably made a difference in that game. Raiders 31, Jets 28. Uh, the Jets did another almost win. Uh, Derek Carr coming back for a 381, three touchdowns with one interception. And uh, Ty, Ty who? Ty Johnson uh, <laughs> for New York Jets. 22 for 104 and a score. Let me just add something into that game. Um, the Jets prove on why they're going to keep on being a train wreck. Um, Yes, it was a bad defensive call at the end of the game. But you don't fire Greg Williams. No. You fire Adam Gase. All right. Yeah. That's enough. I mean, that, that, that Hail Mary was just <laughs> insane. Uh, once, once again, the fact that Adam Gase still has a job drives me crazy. Yeah. But all right. Also, so, yeah. now, all right. So we got Minnesota 27, Jacksonville 24. Uh, close game. Last second field goal for the, for the Vikings to go ahead and win this one. Um, this just proves on why I don't give the Vikings enough credit. Um, when you're going up against the second worst team in the league, you should not come out um, only winning by three in the last second. So, you know, boo to you, Minnesota. All right, next we have Miami and Cincinnati. Miami 19, Cincinnati 7. Uh, pretty good game for Miami. Uh, Gaskin, they've had Miles Gaskin came back this week looking really good. Uh, gave him, I think, over 90 yards on the ground. Uh, and Tua uh, putting up a score and, and doing what, what he's going to be doing there for a while, I think. The big event with that, however, was the fight after Mike Thomas on the Bengals decided to uh, Roman Reigns spear somebody. That didn't turn out too well. Uh, even Coach Flores jumped off the, the bench for the Vikings. The link, the link to the fight will be in the show notes. Please watch it. I, you just some weeks you just gotta let him go at it. This was one of those weeks. All right. Uh, then we have Cleveland forty-one, Tennessee thirty-five. You want to talk about a surprise of the week for me? Uh, I was watching this game and it being a blowout, Cleveland's way. Yeah, um, I think they kind of gave everyone the, the the formula to beat Tennessee, and I think we all kind of knew that, and a lot of people haven't been able to do that. But I mean, you got to keep Derrick Henry in check, and yeah, they held him to sixty yards. You know, they were able to do that, and you know, it shows on the score. I mean, Baker Mayfield, where the hell has this kid been the entire time? 
Yeah, this uh, is the Mayfield that that we expect to see exactly. I mean, twenty five for thirty three, three hundred thirty four yards, four touchdowns. You know, I mean, Tannehill what wasn't as accurate, but you know, three hundred eighty nine yards and three touchdowns. Did throw the one pick, but I mean, that's still enough to win you a game. Yeah, but if you put the hand, if you put the football, if you take a running team's back out and you have to put it in the hand of their quarterback, yeah, you're you're, you're gonna lose. It's the same. It's the know? same situation with Minnesota, right? Dalvin yeah. Cook. If Dalvin Cook's yep. not hot, everything it, it runs through Dalvin Cook. Exactly. So you know, but kudos to to Cleveland. You know, coming up on my on my radar, definitely. All right. Next, we have Detroit over Chicago, thirty-four to thirty. Uh, Matt Stafford doing his last-minute rally thing uh, comes back to knock the Bears out of the playoff hunt. I, I just don't see the Bears recovering and having a chance now. This, if they won this game, it at least still had a a chance to fight into that seventh spot. But this this pretty much knocks them out because their their upcoming schedule is just not kind. I mean, I don't know what it is about teams. They fire their coach and then they win the next week. <laughs> what is up with that? <laughs> you know, they get rid of Matt Patricia and then bam, they win a game. Come on. Should have fired him six weeks ago, like I said. I don't disagree with you there. All right. Next up, we have uh, Saints 21, Falcons 16. Um, you know, it was a good it was a good first half. Um, if you were a Saints fan, um, you, you felt good about the way this game was playing out. And then the fourth quarter happened, and it just kind of it kind of fell apart yeah, a little bit. It, you but know, at the same time, it's like it's a division game. It it's turned Atlanta. Into, yeah, it turned into a defensive struggle. And then look, Atlanta's defense is not a bad defense, and they've gotten. I think they got a couple pieces back this last two weeks to really kind of help them out. Um, yeah. You know, like every team this year has had their injuries, but I think the Falcons. You know, like I said, they fired Dan Quinn and. Started winning some started games. Started winning games. Um, I mean, I feel like looking at it, the Saints ranking of the defense is actually right. Um, you know, this defense is actually good. I know, mm-hmm. as, as much as we don't want to believe it for the way that they played look, at the beginning Taysom of the did, season. Taysom made some good yeah. passes, but there were a lot of drops. That's yeah. the issue I saw this week is there were a lot of drops. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, looking ahead to the future, I, I think uh, Jared Cook is done with the Saints. Um, I don't see them picking up his contract um, after this year, especially he, he just doesn't feel like he has that passion to be out on the field uh, with the team right now. So I, I, don't, I don't see him. Yeah, re-signing. I, think, I think you're right. Um, it, it's it's hard to look at sometimes when you when you have that guy that's supposed to come in and be that dominant tight end. And he's kind of just, eh, you know, so. Feel like we're gonna I mean, he had a, a really direction. good start to the season. I feel like he did really good in, in in the first half of the year. Just lately, I haven't seen much out of him. I mean, I know he's kind of fighting an injury right now, but it's, it's still kind of you know. I think I think Troutman is the way is going to be that tight end of the future for you, the Saints. You just love Troutman. I do. I like the name. I mean, it just feels like er tight end Troutman. You know. But anyway, you know, hey, Saints are still rolling. Uh, what what that was nine in a row. Yep. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about how I feel about that. In a we'll ne- get to the next yeah, we'll get to the second you know? power rankings. All right, uh, going on, we have the Rams, who are actually playing tonight as we sit here and record this. So the Rams 38, Arizona 28. Turnovers, man, they just killed the Cardinals. Uh, especially that that fourth quarter pick six was just that was the nail in the coffin. And 
Arizona really had a chance here. And if they'd have beaten the Rams, they'd have had a chance of taking over the division. I don't see the Rams. Um, I think they're going to be the third seed. And I, I just, the way Seattle's playing right now, it's going to be rough because the, well, they, they have, the Rams have two easy games coming up. Well, we're starting to see the Seahawks for what they are. You know, I mean, not, not really great on defense this year with, with Russell Wilson leaving your offense. Cause they have no running game. You know, it, it's Russell Wilson and that's it. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that's what you get when you when you have that. Yeah, Chris Carson's actually been doing pretty good for him, but he's been hurt on and off. All right, moving on to the Giants Seahawks. Go ahead, Cap. Yeah. Okay. Um, Giants uh, seventeen, Seahawks twelve. Um, the Giants are my pick for, to gonna to to win the the uh, the, a, the NFC East uh, this year. Um, with everything playing out the way it is, they're going to be getting Daniel Jones back. You know, they'll, they'll be getting um, Devonta Freeman back from COVID. So, I mean, things are starting to come together for them towards the end, which is the right time to do it. Um, you know, and I think this game against Seattle really proved what Seattle is. You know, Seattle's Russell Wilson. You know, their defense is, is poor and they have no running game. I mean, Chris Carson's there, but it's not a whole lot. You know, it, it's it revolves around. Wilson and the Giants defense was able to take him out of the game and, and make him a non-factor. And that's why they were able to win this game. And with the strength of their defense is the reason why I think they're going to pull it out when it comes to the uh, NFC East. All right. And yeah, Russell Wilson just their, their defense is definitely keeping them in the game. Uh, the, I think the Giants may have the most underrated defense in the NFL. Uh, next to the football team, those those are both really good defenses that just aren't uh, aren't getting the kind of attention that they deserve. All right, so next we have uh, Green Bay and Philly, uh, Packers thirty, Eagles sixteen. I think the Packers are the second best team in the NFL right now. Um, they're playing really complete football, and you're not seeing the light switch on and off that you're seeing with Kansas City, and you're not seeing the close. The close games that you're seeing with the Steelers. Um, I think Philly, still their defense is is the strength of that team. And I don't know what's going to happen with them in the offseason, but they got to figure something out on offense. It's just, it, it's messy. It's sloppy. It's Wentz is going to be traded in the offseason. Clip it. To who? Mark it down. I don't know, but he will be traded. He, he's, he's done in Philly. I think he goes to Jacksonville. If he goes anywhere. Because the Jets are still going to have the first overall pick. Yeah, but that's that's if if Trevor Lawrence doesn't pull an Eli Manning, you know, refuse to sign. I still, think the, Jets, right I still think the Jets are better off trading that first pick. Because, I mean, think about what you can get. You can get two first-rounders, a first-rounder next year, or a, probably a second. Some conditional picks, probably some players. And, I mean, you could, considering Trevor Lawrence's status, it would be more like kind of like what happened with uh, Robert Griffin trade. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, I, I just, I mean, he's going first no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be stupid for him to stay in college. I understand he doesn't want to play for the Jets. I mean, who does? But 
I but mean, do you stay in college another year, maybe risk injury? Exactly. Or do you go to the NFL as a first round, as a number one overall pick and get your, you know, what is it, seven million a year or something like that for first? Whatever it is, it's yeah. a bigger payday than he, Well, he might make more in college. N- no. <laughs> no. We haven't gotten to that stage yet. Okay. We All need right. to. So that was uh, Green Bay Philly. Yep. Next game. Um, Not much to say about this one. Yeah. Patriots versus the Chargers. Um, this is this is really um, probably you know it was forty five to zero, um, worst outing by Herbert um, the entire year. Yeah, um, you have in your notes who you think this knocks him out of the rookie of the year contention. I think it knocks him out of the top I, right now. I don't. I don't. I, I think he's still he's still that guy. I think he's still going to be the one to win it. Um, like I said, I mean, his, his position was he was never supposed to play this year. Uh-huh. You know, the fact he's on the field and playing at the level he's playing. I mean, you know, Hall no, of, I'm not. I'm not arguing his, his situation. Did, you know, have bad games. Uh-huh. So I mean, this was this was his bad game. You know, let's see how he bounces back this week. Yeah. Before we go ahead and take him out of the contention for that. Well, I mean, I, I still think that just having this game this week was kind of a big stumbling block for him, but. I, I mean, the Chargers aren't going anywhere. No. I mean, they're going to lose their coach at the end of the year. They're going to fire him. They're going to move on. Um, I think they're going to center this team around Justin Herbert. They're going to have to bring in some offensive line to get him, you know. Oh, yeah, he needs better protection. And they need a better running game. Well, that all, I mean, that all goes back to the line. You know, they just really need to. It, right, but I mean, whatever Austin, the situation is, is there. can Austin Eckler stay healthy every year that's to, a, to be that that's a good question. back? That's I, a good I think question. they need to figure that out. Um, All right, so that's that game. That's not much else there. Uh, Kansas City over Denver, 22-16. to 16. Uh, Another close game for Kansas City, making them look more and more mortal with every game this week, this year. Um, so, yeah, with Kansas City looking more and more beatable, I think Denver is actually close to being a contender for next year. Right, Drew Lock is with the start- right moves. Drew, Drew Lock is starting to come together. He needs a little more help in the passing game, right? Because you have Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. Those are two uh, amazing athletes. The problem with the the Broncos passing game is that it's all young. You know, they they have their offense surrounded by a completely young squad. Right, Philip Lindsay in the running back. You got um, Drew Lock. Jared Judy, uh, fan, you know, they, they, they're, they've been in the league one, one to three years, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a, they don't have that veteran leadership on the offense. And I think they need to go out this year and Elway needs to find some veteran leadership to bring into it, either, either from the tight end position or another receiver, you know, not even number one, like a number three receiver, somebody that can just kind of keep them going, you know? Kind of, kind of yeah. got him in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so then we have the football team uh, beating out Pittsburgh. This, this was the upset. Yeah, yeah. this was upset of the week. Uh, probably my favorite game because I've been waiting for this to happen to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I still have them a little higher up in the rank, you know, high in the rankings um, in my eyes because, because of their record. Mm-hmm. And because they have found ways to win, sometimes that means more than just just winning. Um, I do stick by what I said last week. They are a product of their schedule, but that is not their fault. No, you can only win the games before you. That's it. 
But I think the football team is coming around too, like the Giants. And I see, like you got the Giants in the East. I got a football team. I, I think it's I just I think I think overall you've got Alex Smith, the veteran. You've got all these young players. You got two really good rookie running backs. You've got the one thing and, that runs- I mean Antonio Gibson has twelve touchdowns. Is it eleven or twelve touchdowns on the year? The one That's th- insane for a rookie. The one thing I can say that you know might give the football team the edge over the fact is that the Giants don't have their running back. Yeah. You know, if he if he was healthy, it would be no question they would be running away with this division right now. Mm. Yeah. You know. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, this is just a big, big. Uh, the Steelers had a lot of drops too. I don't yeah, know but if the you... Steelers have a lot of drops every week. Okay? Yeah, I mean, this is something I I, I have a couple Steelers on my uh, fantasy football team because you know it's the Steelers. Hey, you grabbed Juju Smith, you know Smith Schuster. You you grabbed James Conner, who's been out for the past two weeks with COVID. You know, so I mean, Man, it, Deontay it's... Johnson and Chase Claypool are. I, I'm telling you, Juju's going next year. They're going to trade him. You know, and that uh, might be someone for Denver to look at. Um, I, you know what? If I'm Denver, that's actually a good target for me. You know, if you're saying that he's going to be out, which he, I, is possible, I think he will um, because they have the talent is so deep there. In in and this is the thing about Pittsburgh, their talent is always deep. Yeah. Right? They remind me of uh, an Alabama as far as like getting good talent and stacking it. Well, they've been that way since. Um, Mike Tomlin got there, so he's kinda, good, man. He's, he, he's I don't like him, but uh, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's such a good coach. All right, then we got uh, Buffalo, San Francisco, Tutti. Buffalo, uh, the Bills pull it out over the Giants, thirty-four twenty-four. Um, another really just stellar game. I Ella loved watching Josh Allen this game. He was uh, thirty-two for forty, three seventy-five with four touchdowns. Drew Mullins actually kept the Giants uh, in the Forty Niners. Yeah, huh? Nick Sorry. Mullins. Nick Mullins. Yeah, you said Drew. I said Drew Mullins. Oh, yeah, shame on me. Um, as far as the Forty Nineers side, uh, Mullins kept him in the game. Three sixteen, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, so you know, of course, that made a difference. And Buffalo's defense is just—they're pretty good. They're definitely a top top unit, and they're showing why. San Francisco. I have just been impressed all season with next man up in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean the amount of amount of players they have on the injured list, um, you know, on the injured reserve and and not coming back, not even like the temporary injured reserve. This is like players who are out. Um, the fact that they're still winning games and they're being competitive that shows you a lot about the depth of that team and and. You know what Kyle Shanahan has going on over there. So I mean, it's they're definitely going to be a team to uh, look at for the next few years. I don't think Garoppolo is going to be their quarterback much longer. Um, maybe another season, but if I he just, if I he keeps know, being I this injured, if, I, I just don't see it. I, I think don't see this it may be. It might be that injury that relegates him to backup status. As much as I hate to see it, because I've enjoyed watching Garoppolo the last couple of years. I think he's been a really good addition to the to the you know the NFL as far as the starting quarterback goes. But he just he finally started getting the pieces around him and bam, he goes down again with another serious injury. So, you know, there's a there's always that point in the quarterbacks 
career where once you get those back-to-back injuries, they're hard to come back. It's from. hard to I mean, come back from, and it usually results in them falling into the or, back. Yeah, yeah, falling into the backup status, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's. I happened. mean, a backup quarterback in the NFL is one of the easiest jobs in the world. You know, that's what happened to Cam Newton. I mean, you know, he what what it was is list Frank um, injury in the foot. I believe so. Back injuries, you know, all of this stuff. You know, for three consecutive years, he had injuries. You know, and he played through some of them, and, and some of them took him out. And I, it was just so much on his body that, you know, it was just he wasn't sustainable in Carolina. And that's why they went out and get Teddy. And, you know, now we see him over in um, in Carolina doing so well. No, in New England doing OK. Yeah, he's doing OK. I think he's uh, that team hinges on Cam, but the defense really carried him through this week against the Chargers. Because, I mean, that's just a phenomenal defensive effort. Two defensive touchdowns. And blank in the Chargers is just that's that's the New England defenses we're used to seeing. Um, so yeah, that was Buffalo, San Francisco. Let's finish it out. Finish um, it out with uh, Tuesday well, night football. Yeah, Tuesday night football seems to be the, the new thing. Um, we had uh, Baltimore thirty four over Dallas seventeen. Uh, you know, Dallas tried to play a game for for about a half of football, and then they realized who they were, and you know. That's why we have the final score. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was just, uh, I enjoyed the first half, and then the second half came around. I'm like, and here's the Dallas team we've seen all year. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if Mike McCarthy is going to make it. I was his first year. How? I mean, it's How? his first year. They, they give a lot of them a flack. You know, they, there's they, no reason he should be fired. They, and they Anthony, give a little, like, if Anthony Lynn gets fired and he doesn't, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, but Anthony Lynn's been there for like three years. You know, so yeah, but this is the that, first year he's a little more like yeah, but he's got he's got but. new pieces this year, and like think about what what changed with them, right? You got all of a sudden you got Justin Herbert, and you're like okay, but I'm saying I think Anthony Lynn's a better coach than Mike McCarthy, and, and you might be right. I mean, Mike McCarthy runs an older style offense. Uh, the, uh, the word is outdated. Yeah, which is the reason he was let go in Green Bay. Um. You know, for you know, kudos to Dallas for giving another shot, but um, I don't think it's going to last much longer. I think we get another season of Mike McCarthy, and then that's going to be it. You know, I have to look it up, but I wonder what the most coach firings in a year have been. And, when I, and I think we're getting we're going to get close to it this year because we're we're. I think we have a chance to see maybe a fourth of the coaches in the NFL are fired. Already. You know, you've got Mike McCarthy, Adam Gase. And uh, Doug Marone, Doug Marone, who are all on the hot seat. We've already lost Bill O'Brien, Dan Quinn, Matt Patricia. Um, so that's that's Philly's, Philly's coach might be on the outs too. I don't disagree with this. Um, I can see that happening. Um, let's see who else kind of. We did say Doug Marone, right? Yeah, out of Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't. Chicago, uh, Matt Nagy might be out. Cincinnati's coach is a. Uh... Yeah, he's on the hot seat. I, I just think I think we're going to see before the end of the year. I think we're going to see at least a fourth of the NFL team fire their head coach. I mean, it's possible. Um, some of the teams should move on. Some should maybe give them another year. Um, maybe it's not their. Uh... 
you know, maybe they weren't dealt the hand they, they thought they were going to have uh, players being injured. And I mean, a lot of this is going to be COVID related. Um, it's hard to get a gauge. Yeah. You know, especially on new coaches going into new. Some of its injuries. Some, you know. And this is what I think McCarthy is going to get his, his job saved because of he that Prescott injury. Well, I mean, the Dak Prescott injury, to me, that doesn't make that big a deal. Cause if you got Andy Dalton as your backup, you should be good to you go. You should be, yeah. Um, but it just shows you the system was was not good system. You know, but I mean, a, a lot of that goes down to, but you got Andy Dalton coming into a new system. You have Dak Prescott coming into a new system. You know, you, you have an entirely new system for the, for the Cowboys. And... For whatever reason, I don't know what happened to Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, I don't even know if he dresses out and plays on the weekends. You know, I mean, he's he's non-existent. He's a non-factor in the NFL this year, which is not something we're used to I, seeing. I think that has more to do with Dallas's offensive line. So, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, as I'm a closet Cowboy fan from back in the, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, you know, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to watch them be this bad. But I do enjoy watching them be this bad. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that that that's our weekly wrap up looking at it. It's just, you know, it is what it is. They are who we thought they were. NFL 2020. <laughs> NFL 2020. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and then we will return with look at the power rankings and then our dumb dumb stupid had award for the week. All right. Uh we'll see you guys on the other side of the break. Today's sponsor is Hot Seat. Um, if you ever wanted to have the most uncomfortable seating experience ever, if you ever wanted to feel like you're a shitty NFL coach, order a hot seat. Use the code ENEMY when you order or fifth down. We use both. We have both. Hotseat.com. Hot Seat. Uh, what would, the way Hot Seat works is it's ergonomically designed to be as painful as possible when you sit down. It will make you uncomfortable and feel like you're a failure at your job. If you ever wanted the worst sitting experience you could ever have, go to Hot Seat and enter the code Fifth Down or Enemy to get 25% off your first chair. And we're back. <laughs> All right. So the, now we're going to move on to our next segment of the game, uh, of, the, of the show. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to talk our, our rank, our power rankings. We're going to go one through 12. We're not going to break it down to 32 because uh, I'm going to give you mine. And then Tootsie is going to give you his. And we'll talk about where they differ and why. Okay. All right. Number 12. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, number 12 for me, I have the Bucks coming in at 12. I agree. All right. Number 11. Uh, I have the Colts. I got Dolphins. Okay. Uh, the reason is the Dolphins are still – I'm not seeing the consistency from the Dolphins that I'm seeing out of the Titans and the Colts. So I've got to put them below them as far as that goes, but I'm not saying they can't move up. I think the Dolphins are on an upward trajectory, and I think they have a good chance at challenging the Colts for that division. Number 10. Okay, I have the Dolphins. Right, I've got the Titans here. Yeah. Okay. Again, reasons that we just stated. So – uh, number nine. I have the Titans there. You have the Titans there. <laughs> I have the Hawks there. Right. The reason I have the Seahawks above the Titans is because they're having a rough patch right now. But again, I'm seeing more consistent play. I'm seeing more consistent play out of the Titans right now. But I just think the Seahawks' record, I, I don't think I can make that case yet. Um, I think they're only one game apart. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. 
but I, I just don't uh, see that. So you got the Titans there. Why? Titans there. Why? Um, I mean, like I said, it's it's a it's a Derrick Henry thing. Um, you shut him down, you pretty much take them out of the game. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I like Tannehill in in Tennessee, I didn't I didn't care for Tannehill in Miami. I like Tannehill in Tennessee. I, I think they're a good match. You know, um, I, I think they're they're good together, but that relies on Derrick Henry, and without him, you know, to me that just brings him down in the rankings. You know, and then that that drumming they took from from the Browns this week dropped them for me. Okay. After that, we got number eight. Um, I think we're going to differ here quite a bit. Um, I have the Bills here. I've got the Colts. Tell me why the Bills are so low. Um, I, I feel like there be- there's better teams. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm gonna contradict something I just said because with my number seven picked. Um, but I feel like there's there's better teams left ahead of the Bills. Um, teams that I don't think they match up well with uh, playing against. Okay. And like I said, I'm gonna contradict myself coming up on this one. So, um, I mean, I got the I got the Colts here because I think they're, you know, the, they're Solid enough on defense. Their offense is good, but not great, which is why they haven't been able to outscore people. The the biggest thing that has me down on the Colts is Phillip Rivers. I, I like the guy. He, he's a consistent quarterback, but he's that guy. He, he's that gunslinger, you know, the old school gunslinger like a Brett Favre and whatnot. But he's going to get you. He's going to get you a couple touchdowns, but he's also going to throw one or two interceptions. This so is true. I don't disagree. With you know, that you have you have to be able to overcome that. But he's got the type of running backs around him that can catch passes in, in Jonathan Taylor. So that's another thing about Philip Rivers. He's used to having that really good pass catching running back. Think about all those years. He's always had solid running backs, right? Yeah, but Danny Thomas, Thomason, and then Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. Uh, it's just always had somebody there. So, okay, so that's number eight. Yeah. All right, so I had the Colts, and you had? I had the Bills. The Bills there. All right, number seven. I have the Seahawks here. Okay. I've got the Rams, and I've got, I think the Rams are playing better football right now than the Seahawks, um, so they definitely deserve to be above the Colts and the Hawks, but why do you have uh, the Hawks here in the? Okay, like I, like I said in my segment earlier, um, the, the, the Seahawks seem to revolve around Russell Wilson. And for me, that's enough to put them in that number seven seed, you okay. know, that seventh ranking. Because, I mean, you can't take it away from Russell Wilson. I mean, he's done it week in and week out. They've blown out teams. They've done it, you know. I mean, maybe not blown out, but they, they hit them in that. They, they just scored 12 points against the Giants. Okay. I'm talking, you know, pre- previous weeks into this. Okay. So, yeah, you can keep throwing that Giants game in my face. But, I mean, I'm talking about 40 points here, you know, 30 points there. They've consistently scored those up until last week. and. You know, that, that's why they're at seven. They're not higher than that, but, you know, and you got the Rams at seven. So why? Uh, the reason I have the Rams at seven is because right now they're playing better football than the Seahawks. I still think the, the Rams and Seahawks are sandwiched. Okay. They're the bread. And, they're the bread around the Colts bun. I mean, the Colts patty. But I still think the Rams right now are playing better football than the Seahawks. The Seahawks have had two really rough weeks, and, I don't, and the Rams have had three really good weeks. And I don't disagree with you. That's why my number six pick 
is the Rams. <laughs> and for the reasons we just stated, I, I, on the other hand, have the Browns above the Rams because they've beaten. I think their wins are better and their opponents have been a little better. So you have the Browns at six? Yep. Once again, I don't disagree with you that the Browns are better than the Rams. That's why I have the Browns at number five. <laughs> See, I have the Bills at five. See, this is this is where See, that's I, where I'm we really all. differ there. That's yeah. where we flip. I, they're just it's great. So yeah, I got the Bills at five. I think the Bills are playing better than everybody that we've listed previously. And yeah, they've had some rough weeks, but I mean, I, I have the Seahawks and the Rams ahead of the Bills because all right. If I'm going into the game right now, I'd rather have Russell Wilson doing it, or I'd rather have. I, I think Josh Jared Allen. Goff I think and, Josh and, Allen you know, is just as good as Russell Wilson. Jo- but Josh Allen's unproven, and I think that has I a lot to do with. I think you're right. He's still like a younger. He's he's a good bit younger, but yeah. I think he has the potential to be that kind of Russell Wilson quarterback. Well, he can he can hold give you that. Hold on, time out. <laughs> and interception. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Oh my god, Cam can't even catch it. Oh my god. <laughs> this is why I have the Rams in the top ten. <laughs> they're in the top ten for me too, douchebag. Well, they're actually not in the top ten for Oh no, they're no, I'm, at, I'm at number six with the Rams. I'm at seven. We're talking about the Browns right now. We are talking about All right, the let's Browns go back. and the Bills. We're actually talking the about the Browns and the Bills. <laughs> what a world. What a world. All right, folks, we're, we're watching the Rams uh, Patriots right now as we record. So good time. Uh, so we were talking about the Browns. I had the Browns at six. Who did you have at six? I had the Rams at six. You had the Rams at six. Okay. I had the Browns at five. You, you had, had the, the Browns Bills at, five, at five. I had the Bills at five. I think the Bills are still playing overall better football. Uh, I think they're a more complete team right now on both sides of the ball. And I think that they're going to win that division still with the Dolphins firmly in second place. Okay. Like I don't disagree with anything you're saying about them winning their division and everything else, but, but I, I just feel like the bills at five, you know, that's why I have them down at eight. I just feel like with Josh Allen, I like him. I think he's an up and comer in the NFL, but he's unproven. And I think until he proves himself, He's he's still not going to break that top five for me. You ready for this? Let's go number four. Okay. Who do you got? I got the Packers. Same. I just, I, I haven't seen anything out of them. I think they're probably the second best team in football right now. They're playing really good on both sides of the ball. They're not stalling out on offense uh, like Pittsburgh has the last couple of games. And their defense is doing a really good job at keeping those other teams from scoring touchdowns. So I think, to me, the Packers are the second-best team in football right now, even with the um, even with their record. And it's the same reason that I think, and you you and I probably both agree, you know, yeah, the Packers are 8-3. Yeah, the Saints are 9-2, but that's the two best teams in football right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, so, I mean, I got the Packers at four because yep. I'm still going to give credit to my number three team, the Steelers. Oh yeah, um, being ten and one, like I said, they are a product of their schedule, but that that's not their fault. I mean, we don't know how the teams are going to be when they're given their schedule at the beginning of the year. Um, this probably looked like it was going to be a little harder for the Steelers than it really is, but um, you know, I got them at four. I mean, yeah, at three. At three, 
I, I think that's a good and see here's where a three two I think well yeah we have the same three two and one. I have the Chiefs at two, the Saints at one. Yeah, myself also. So I and it's hard because both the Chiefs and the Steelers only have one loss. And it's hard to argue against that, right? It's just a the the normal NFL analyst would tell you yes, that's hard to argue because they have the better sketch, the better records. Okay, but as a fan of the game, and, and you know, I watch the game during the week, and, and you see the Steelers, and you see the Chiefs. You know, they're in prime time. You know, they're they're highlighted on the things. So these are games you see, especially in our our area. You know, we have a lot mm-hmm. of Steeler fans in New Orleans because of Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, you know, so a lot of a lot of Steeler fans are are here because of Bradshaw, uh, growing up watching him play. Um, you know, so we see those games and the chiefs, they're the hot ticket item. So they're on prime time every day, every week, you know, mm-hmm. so you see those games, but in watching those games in really watching those games, you, you see the team's weaknesses, right? So we see the Steelers without James Conner there, they don't have a running game. And when you rely on big Ben to throw the ball 50 times, yeah, you have what they have where the Giants was able to beat them. And then you have, right. you know, you had the the dropsies and the miscommunications this week that were really bad for the Steelers. And then, then we, then you look at the Chiefs and you see what I've seen um, out of Steve Spagnuolo's defenses year in and year out. He allows the other teams to stick around, right? So a ball bounces one or two different ways for the Chiefs, and they're not ten and one anymore. You know, they're. What eight and eight and three, you know, same record with the uh with the Packers. You know, I mean they if, if you keep allowing teams to stick around, sooner or later you're gonna get burned by it, right? And that's that's what happens with, with the Chiefs defense. And that that's Steve Spagnola's MO. I mean, he did it he did it in New Orleans when he was here, he did it in the Giants when he went over there. He, they just allow that other team to go. No matter how good your offense is, if you allow the other teams to stick around. You're going to get burned eventually. Right. And so, I mean, let's look at the last couple of games for the Chiefs. And this is where I think normally I would say, yes, the Chiefs would still be the number one. And, but I mean, Denver, 22 to 16. Tampa, 27 24. Raiders, 35 31. Notice how close these scores are, right? So, here's the Chiefs playing to the level of their opponent. Panthers. 33-31 win. You know, the, the Jets, okay, let's skip that. Uh, they destroyed the Broncos in week seven. And if you look at it, their one loss was to the Raiders. Thirty-two. Uh, they lost 32-40. Uh, to 40. So they can be beaten by people in their own division. And that division isn't... It's not as strong... As their counterpart in the NFC in that on that coast, but, I, I just I just think the Chiefs are very beatable. And, and oh, I, I agree, think, and I think I, it relies on their defense of of them just sticking around. You know, and, and look, I think teams are starting to get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and I think that's making a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line has taken a lot of hits. I mean, they had they had their doctor sit out. Um, I can't think of his name. But, you know, he's a medical doctor and he sat out to go and treat COVID patients. So, you know, kudos to him. Uh, yeah. Laura DuVernay-Tardif, I mean, you have, you have a starting player who's a medical doctor 
you know, on the offensive line. And he opts out to go fight COVID, which is awesome. I mean, there, you know, that's that's a feel good story. That's an awesome thing. So uh, we should say Dr. Duvernay uh, Tardif. Yeah, he actually petitioned the league to put doctor in front of his uh, name on the back of his that jersey. Would be so, but it's and, it's a hyphenated name, so it's already very and, long. And they, but they turned him down. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's right. I think they should give him that credit because there's not a lot of people who, once they get into the NFL, continue their education. They kind of just cut it off. Yeah, and you know he graduated, went into the NFL, but continued to go and do his masters and get his doctorate and everything while playing in the NFL. So, I mean, I mean, you do have, you know, half a year where you can finish out a PhD for sure. So, yeah. I mean, even the off season, you know, it's not as, not as busy, but they're still doing a lot of NFL stuff in the off season. So, um, that's really good, but that's, that's a real good story. I like real good stories. So mad props. Yeah. You know, so we just talked about the chiefs being beatable. The Steelers are beatable. We saw that. Uh, this week, we saw that with the Chiefs a few weeks back against the Raiders. And then, and then full disclosure, as two Saints fans. I know uh, what y'all are going to say. Y'all are going to call us homers. Yes. And y'all have every I'm not, right. I'm not y'all have every right to. We are. I'm not, um, I'm not fighting that. But I'm going to give you the reasons on why I think the Saints are the best team in the NFL right now. Hit okay. Me. And why I think they should be at the top of the power rankings. All right. We have won three games without a Hall of Fame quarterback, without Drew Brees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the game against the Broncos, some will say put an asterisk next to it, but we beat the Falcons twice with a backup quarterback. With the Falcons team. With Falcons team's pretty much The ready. best they have all year. Yeah, ready to go, right? Um, not only that, um, you've seen our running game take off. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's getting better. So when Drew Brees we have does two come running, back, we have two running backs that can run the Sean Payton scheme. Yeah, either one of them can break for a hundred yards in the yep. game, right? So whenever whenever Drew Brees does come back and gets back behind center, he has that to lean on, right? So th- there's your offensive scheme. You got Mike Thomas back. You got uh, Emmanuel Sanders playing great. You got <laughs> the um, defense is lights out. You know, and then I was gonna say you got the number one ranked defense in the NFL right now. And then they're playing good at all phases, but they are dominating the run. You know, they are dominating the run and they are pressuring the quarterbacks like we haven't seen a Saints defense do since 2000. Uh, don't patrol, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that defense from, from, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, they were just amazing. You know, like when, when the Saints. I hate to say, I hate to say, it, but it's like, you know, you, you've got a. Cam Jordan is like a second coming of Willie Rowe. Yes. Yeah. When the Saints won, when the Saints won the Super Bowl in 2009, right? It was off the strength of the defense, creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you're, you're plusing turnovers, getting sacks. You know, getting you know just playing great defense. Mm-hmm. And that was a Greg Williams defense. A lot of people will tell you, oh, that was Bounty Gate crap. But, um, you know, screw you. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Screw you. Every team does it. Saints yep. just got called out for it. Yep. Get over it. It's over. Okay. So, but this defense right here, right now, is the best in the NFL, the way they're playing. Absolutely. They're and it's healthy. been consistent. When, when we lost to the Packers, we were down. Uh, um, we didn't have Mike Thomas. No. We didn't have um, 
And we still barely lost. Yeah, I was gonna say we, we were we were down uh one of our uh we were down Lattimore. Um, you know, out of out of the out of the uh cornerbacks. You know, we had some injuries on defense, we had injuries that were plaguing the team at this point going into this game in week three, right? And we almost beat the Packers with that situation. You know? Yeah, I mean, we lost by a touchdown. So it, it's hard to – and this is what Drew Brees, he got under 300 yards. Alvin Kamara got 139 yards in that game. And, he, you know, we, we barely lost to, to Green Bay. And I think that had more to do – we talked about this when it happened, the fact of the stands being empty in the dome. Yeah, I mean, it took away the home field advantage, definitely. And, and it definitely – it. I know you hate Aaron Rodgers, but it showed just how good he is at that hard count. He is. like He's the best. I think he's the best in the NFL. <sighs> I, I just – there's nobody – like, you can't even argue Drew Brees is that good. I, I, Drew Brees is pretty good at the hard count, He too, is, man. but he's not as good um, as Aaron Rodgers. Let's not take anything away from that. Um, okay, if I have to give Aaron Rodgers credit on something – He's the best at the hard count. Yes, you have to give him credit on something. <laughs> I'm going to give him credit on you something. Give, he's the you best have to give, at the hard count. You have to give a Hall of Fame quarterback that I know you don't like. Let's you don't put like. him in the Hall of Fame I think for you, being. You hate more. You hate Aaron Rodgers more than you do Mike Tomlin. I do. I really do. And, and I think I think Aaron Rodgers is overrated. I don't see anything different out of his game than I see out of Drew Brees, than I see out of uh, Tom Brady, that I see out of, of Phillip Rivers even, you know. Actually, Phillip Rivers and, and Aaron Rodgers are really close to being the same kind of quarterback. Uh, you know, the gunslinger style, you know, they do their thing. Aaron Rodgers will throw an untimely interception. You know, um, it happens. Um, I love this shit. I'm just not a fan of him. I think he gets entirely too much credit, and I'm tired of everybody in the, in a, you know, off of Good Morning Football and Sports Center. It's and, definitely the hype around him. That, all that these other things that are just busy blowing Aaron Rodgers to make him the best quarterback in the NFL, and I just don't see it. Well, my response to that is that's a pretty bold statement, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. All right, so that that's gonna do it for the power rankings. Um, I, I still agree with you totally. Saints should be number one, just the way we're playing. The lights out football, nine in a row wins. Just it, it's a, and we've beaten good teams. That's you know the thing. We've beaten we've beaten Brady's Tampa twice. Let, let let's let you know the, the end of the argument comes in two weeks. All right. Yep. If the Saints beat the Chiefs, then no one can argue with me. And, and say that the Saints aren't the best team in the NFL. Yeah, because there there's be no way to prove be, it at no that point. Room whatsoever. All right. mm-hmm. Saints beat the Chiefs in two weeks, which I think it will happen. Um, then, then we can't argue anymore. It's over. Forget about it. Saints are the best now, team that, in the that NFL. Could also, that could very well be the Super Bowl as well. And, and we might get a replay of that. You know, but I now mean, that's a team I would not like to face twice. Um, I, I think if the Saints play the Chiefs. You know, you do you do these you do these scenarios, right? Now the Chiefs have a have a pretty good test in Miami next week, so it's very possible they could lose at Miami. And if if they do, I think Miami that division is going to be so close, right? I still think the Bills get it, but anyway, all right. So I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying that the the, the Dolphins are going to have an argument, maybe 
maybe a record. I don't know. All right. So, so top five power rankings, we, we almost agreed on. We had a few little differences. We got Saints, Chiefs, Steelers, Packers. We agreed on those. Yep. And then our, our fifth pick was different. Yeah. So I had the Browns. You had the, the Bills. Bills. I got the uh, Browns at six. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just that I think we're pretty consistent in our in our rankings. We had the same teams. No, I think it's worth mentioning <laughs> the teams that, that didn't quite make it uh, but are still contenders. I think the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Vikings are all kind of able to break into that top 12 easily with a couple more wins. Uh, Cardinals, Pats, Houston are kind of like in that middle of the pack. I don't really see after the Cardinals what they what happened last week. I just don't. I don't think they're together enough to make it, but we'll see. I mean, I think for the what third week in a row, th- this is definitely when you're looking at because we're doing power rankings here, not necessarily yeah. playoffs, but these are the 12 teams that are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I think we have the same 12. Just in a, in a little bit of a different order. So we don't really disagree that much. You mean 14? When it comes to here. Playoffs are going to be 14. Okay, so we, we stopped at 12. Yeah. So I, I've got the Raiders at 13 and the Ravens at 14. Okay. And then the Vikings at 15. Yeah. But I'm saying the Vikings are probably the team that has made the biggest push out of those teams to get back into the fight and into the hunt. Okay. All right, so um, now that we've done that, you want to hear um, one more thing, Kevin? I do. I want. I, I want to talk about Coach of the Year. Um, my my pick on this may not be the sexy pick. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk around the league, Sean Payton, because of what he's doing with the Saints, with um, you know Drew Brees being out, doing it for two years in a row, bringing in a backup quarterback, and still winning games. Kudos to Sean Payton. But um, I got to give the shout out to Kevin Stefanski with the Browns. Um, you know, you're looking at a team that's been horribly bad for the past few seasons, right? Um, what it was two years ago, we were waiting for them to finally win a game so we can open up a beer fridge, you know, mm-hmm. by Bud Light. Um, they finished, you know, the, this is the first season. And I think like 10 years, they're going to have a winning season. Yeah. You know? Um, but he's he's finally put together a team that's just so stacked with talent. But he didn't really put together that team. He was kind of handed that team. That's true. This is the team I was put together for for for, for Hugh Jackson last year mm-hmm. that he did nothing with. Right. So I mean, I, I think he knows how to coach these guys better than previous coaches for the Browns. And and looking at the way that they're they're playing right now, you know, they have this camaraderie with the team. Um, their defense is stepping up when it needs to. Um, their offense is doing the job. I think Kevin Stefanski wins coach of the year. Okay. That's good. I'm actually going to go. Uh, I, I'm not like the guys you can always put in the conversation, right? Are going to be Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, uh, and uh, Andy Reid for sure this year, right? And, and then you got to always put Matt LaFleur in there too, right? I think he's done. He's done a good job with the Packers this year, and it's made a huge difference. Uh, but for me, the coach of the year needs to go to the coach who takes his team and, you know, just constantly improves them and gives them a fighting chance. And after this week, I think that's that's Brian uh, Flying Flores in, in Miami. And the reason I say that, is 
it's just a Miami has just consistently gotten better week after week after week. He started the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, you you make the ballsy call to switch to Tua. You know, halfway through the season. And it pays and, off. And not because Fitzpatrick was losing. No, no, because you wanted to give Tua some opportunity. Because you realize, hey, this guy is going to be the future. We're playing well enough. And for him to have that kind of confidence in his offense, um, man, I, you and I both questioned it at the time. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was his plan the whole time, though, thinking about it. You know, maybe because Tua was still coming back from injury. You know, maybe it was just like, oh, he's not quite ready to start. You know, let, let's go with Fitzpatrick for a few weeks and see mm-hmm. where we're at. You know, and then with Fitzpatrick doing so good, they were able to give Tua just a little more time. You know, and, and he's and I think that might have been quickly. the best thing for him. Um, you know, I, I can agree with your argument, but I mean, I, I can't look at what's going on with the Browns right well, this, now. Like, okay, so the Tua situation in in Miami, and then you've got the Hurts situation in Philly, right? Two similar situations, but you don't play Jalen Hurts. Well, Jalen Hurts the, gets to start this week. I, I just, I don't do it. I, you're on the outside. You still have a chance at that division, which is friggin' crazy, right? If they lose this week, and either the football team or the Giants win, it's going to be really hard for Philly. Because Philly's going to lose. The Saints are going to just destroy him. Like, I'm sorry. It's just, it, it, this is, this is the worst week to start when it, yeah, Jalen Hurts. When it, when it comes down to the Saints, though, this is like classic trap week. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to look at this game. I agree, but I don't um, see I don't see our team playing trap football. This I year. don't either, but it's it's just all right. So, I, yeah, I'm going to stick with Brian Flores. I, I just I, I think he's done he's done more with less than what's going on in Cleveland. Not to say that that's not impressive whatsoever, but I think, I think to me, Brian Flores gets the, the coach of the year, but. Okay. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with your argument other than the fact that I think it's going to be Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> okay. I, and I, I'm not, I'm saying that that's fine. I'm fine if that happens, but I think Kevin Stefanski, you're right. He is another. And then I would, I would say outside looking in would be Matt LaFleur. Uh, but again, that's, it, it's hard to, like if when you got that talent that Green Bay has, it's hard to throw those coaches in there because you expect those teams exactly. To win. See, and, and, it's hard to throw Mike Tomlin in there. It's hard now. You know Mike Tomlin without Ben Roethlisberger, yes, having a winning season, getting into the playoff, sure. But you know, I, I think that's why I think that's why um, Sean Payton's at the top of the uh, you know in the top yeah. of these discussions. Oh yeah, is because it's being done with a backup quarterback also, and and not to mention that he brought together. A team that at the beginning of the season you looked at, it was going to be historically bad. You yeah, know, it was going to be rough. Defense we, was going to be historically we were, we bad. Were, we were up on salary cap and people not knowing um, what was going on. So we I had mean, a rough first couple of weeks. You know, I, I get it. You know, he's there. I, I love Sean Payton as our football coach. But like I said, the, my choice right now, if the season ended today, I would have to go with Kevin Stefanski with the Browns and you with Brian I'm Flores. I'm going to stick with Brian Flores. And I, like I said, those are two good choices. So we'll see. I'll throw Sean McDermott in there too from Buffalo. 
as probably a number three, number four. Uh, maybe maybe at number four. Because okay, so yeah, so we're gonna yeah, we'll throw him in there. But I think Sean McDermott also deserves a hell of a lot of credit this week, this year. So that's that. Uh, and of course, our final segment of the week: our dumb, dumb, stupid ahead award. Dumb, dumb, stupid ahead. Dumb, dumb, dumb. You're dumb and stupid ahead. Dumb, dumb, stupid ahead. Silly, dumb, dumb. Who you got this week? This week, oh my goodness, it's going to be Mike Thomas, receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't see how you cannot. I, I mean, when you decide to go Roman Reigns on a defenseless receiver, you know, trying to catch a punt, it, it's just you deserve whatever happens to you. And I mean, he speared Jakeen Grant. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm Jakeen Grant, I think like my abs are broken. <laughs> I don't know if you can possibly do that, but it looked like his abs were broken in that. And the the and this <laughs> this is another thing I love about Brian Forrest. He was out there immediately ready to fight somebody, right? Like if that's your coach coming out there. Your team will run through brick walls for you if you know your coach is going to get out there and punch somebody, right? So, I mean, your, your bench is empty, and I'm just like, let him fight. <laughs> just, just one of those, that's one of those plays. You just got to let, you got to let that steam out, man. Yeah, it's the NFL. Yeah, we expect these guys to be professional. Of course. But, I mean, emotions get heated. Things yeah. happen. So, I mean, it, it's football, man. You're out there. You're, you're at 100%. You're smashing in everybody, you know. You're you're. It, it's an emotional game, it, and not just even as fans we get emotional. You're like I can't even imagine the emotion on the field. Okay, right? so I mean, so, you, you you give that to the to, to, Mike, to Thomas. Mike Thomas. Yep. Um, I'm gonna one up you. Oh, no. Um, I'm gonna go with the ownership of the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> On the team, that's the line improve. I mean, you can give them that every week. You still you you fire your defensive coordinator, but you still leave Adam Gase as your head coach. I mean, and I think the Jets will keep winning this award on a weekly basis until they fire Adam Gase. So we don't know how long this is going to happen, but for me, right now, that is my whatever the dumb dumb stupid head award is the ownership of the New York Jets. Well, okay. You just, you got to pick the easy stuff. I mean, hey, if it's there for me, I'm going to take it. All right, folks. Well, we're going to get back to Thursday Night Football, and we will see you guys earlier next week. Earlier next week, because we don't have as much crazy stuff going on. All right, guys. Enjoy the football this weekend. Try to relaxing with all the other craziness going on in the world and we will see y'all next week all right mask up stupid head dumb dumb stupid head dumb dumb stupid head silly